Welcome to the Servants of Grace podcast hosted by Dave Jenkins. Our podcast exists to provide trustworthy expository messages through the Bible and faithful answers to your theology questions. Now for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. Well, welcome back to the Servants of Grace Theology segment and to our very first episode of 2024. We have a lot of great questions ahead uh, that I'm going to be answering this year, so uh, I'm excited about this. But of all the questions to to start with at the beginning of the year, it's important to start with uh, you know questions like the one I'm about to ask and that was sent in uh, to me by one of our listeners. And that question is, why should I be interested in reading the Bible? Well, wow, what a great question. Thank you so much. You know, the Bible can be confusing for many people at first glance, and and it can even be overwhelming. It can make people feel uncomfortable, especially when it brings about change. You know, a goal change, habit change, heart change that, that they may not be ready to face or even want to face. So why should we read the Bible? Well, before we even begin to dive into the why question, let's look at what the Word of God has to say about itself. That's what really matters, right? Hebrews 4.12 says, For the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Psalm 119.105 says, Your Word is a lamp to my feet, a light to my path. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. And if that's not enough, here's 10 more reasons why you should take interest in reading the Bible every day. First, scripture is the best-selling and it's the most referenced book of all time. And that's in spite of all the pushback that Scripture has gotten over the the many centuries. Its preservation throughout hundreds of years, thousands of years, is a... It's astonishing uh, unity from start to finish. Its ability to change lives from the inside out has remained uh, number one worldwide. What an amazing testimony that is to the lasting truth of the inerrant, infallible Word of God. Uh, And if that's not enough, the Word of God says this in Isaiah 40, verse 8, The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the Word of our God endures forever. Well, the second reason is the Bible reveals how much the Lord loves you on account of Christ. Now, to be clear here, reading scripture won't make you love God any more than he already does. But reading the Bible will, as Ephesians 3.18 says, show you, teach you how wide and how long and how deep is the love that the Lord has for you as revealed in the word of God. And we see the love of God, the unfailing love of God, his said love that is tied to his character in the stories of redemption woven throughout the word of God. Stories like Joseph, Esther, the Samaritan woman, and the apostle Paul. And ultimately, we see it in the sacrificial love of God in the personal work of Jesus Christ. Third, read the Bible because the Bible teaches you how to love well. And we need to be honest, love is a buzzword today, right? But when we, when left up to us, our love for others can get a little conditional and a little biased, sometimes even subconsciously and sometimes not. 
We like the emotional part of love, but the putting others first part, not so much. And yet the Bible teaches us about sacrificial love, comforting love, romantic love, servant-hearted love, love your enemy love, and those who are different love. 1 John 4.19 says we love because he first loved us. Number four, the Bible gives the reason for why we're here. Everybody wants to know about how we got here, and there's a handful of ideas, if not more, as to why. We all know this, and yet not only does the Bible address these questions, declaring that we have an all-powerful creator, it also reveals the reason for our existence. We were intentionally put on earth as objects of the love of God and the pleasure of God, plus countless other reasons, all of which bring glory to God. Colossians 1.16 says, For by Jesus all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created uh, through him and for him. Fifth, the, the, the fifth reason is because the Bible tells you who to thank when you're feeling grateful. Now, showing uh, gratitude has been scientifically proven to greatly enhance our everyday lives. And keeping a quote-unquote gratitude journal is recommended by therapists and moms everywhere. And yet the troubling thing is most people are left wondering where or to whom they should direct their thankful hearts and thoughts. Here, the scripture is it's very helpful for us because scripture points us to our generous God in James 1.17, which says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights. Number six, the Bible explains how to get to heaven. This has nothing to do with your goodness, your selflessness, your generosity, or how really cool and how nice you are, or even how popular you are. And it isn't something we have to work for, pay for, or say a prayer 10 times and click your heels and you're going to get to heaven. Heaven is a free gift to everyone who repents and believes and put their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Acts 4.12 is very clear that there is no other name under heaven by which men must be saved. And in Romans 10.9-17, through 17, Paul says that you must believe in the death of Christ in your place and for your sin, that he was buried, and believe that in your heart and confess it with your mouth and you are saved. In fact, Romans 10.17 says, faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. That that Philippian jailer, he, he was saved right at the moment that he believed on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, as Acts 16.31 says. And so if you do that, if you repent and believe and put your hope and trust in Christ alone in his death, burial, and resurrection, you can be saved. You can be a child of God. Number seven, because the Bible's guidance and advice are unparalleled. You know, reading has proven to reduce stress, increase empathy, boost creativity, and increase language skills. And when it comes to reading the Word of God, there are plenty of takeaways for every single person. In fact, even modern psychology pulls wisdom from the Word of God, often without even realizing it. And yet, because the Bible's message, as Romans 1.16 says, is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, it supernaturally impacts lives and transforms them, something your average good, uh, average do-good, feel-good read is utterly powerless to do. Psalm 32.8 says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. 
8th. Because the Bible is the only thing that will ground your life when life hits you hard and difficult times come. In fact, even if your worst fears come to pass, you lose a loved one, lose a house, lose your mind, the word of the Lord will remind you of the love of God, the compassion of God, and his invitation to live with him forever. And no matter how many times you've heard the promises of God, they will come to mean something far better than you ever thought was possible the moment your world crashes in. Psalm 37:25 says, Whom have I in heaven but you? I desire you more than anything on the earth. And Habakkuk 3, 17 through 18 says this, Even though the fig tree have no blossoms and there are no grapes on the vines, even though the flocks die in the fields and the cattle barns are empty, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. 9. Scripture's claims demand a response. There is no getting around what the Bible says about the person and the work of Christ. Even a lack of response is a response. In the 1800s, Scottish preacher John Duncan posed the argument, Christ has either one, deceived mankind by conscious fraud, or two, he was himself deluded in self-deceit, or three, he was divine. There is no getting out of the trilemma. It is inexorable. And so then, how should we respond? Matthew 16, 15-16 responds this way, But what about you, Jesus asked, who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Tenth, because the Bible introduces you to real freedom. Now, many people think freedom is associated with being in control of their lives, but it's just an illusion. They aren't in control at all. Their desires and their feelings are in control. A person who calls their own shots is not free at all. Freedom isn't found in doing whatever you want to do. John Piper explains that freedom as doing what you love to do, even if you what you love to do is what you ought to do. And transform and transformation is the change of our hearts so that what we love to do is what we ought to do. That is to say, nothing transforms and frees life quite like the Bible. John 2.31-31 says, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Well, I have a couple of concluding thoughts for this episode. And, and first, I want to encourage you to join me on the Reading the Bible Daily with Dave podcast. And you might wonder, what is that? I'm on the Service of Grace podcast right now. But on the Reading the Bible Daily with Dave podcast, what I'm, what I'm going to aim to do is I'm going to read one chapter of the Word of God every day. And then I'm going to very briefly explain uh, the, the theology, the key ideas, and the themes behind each passage of Scripture. And, and the goal really is this. It's to get you in the Word of God for about 5 to 20 minutes every day. Now, sometimes you'll notice that I go over 30 minutes, about 35 minutes sometimes. And, and it just happens because some of these chapters in the Word of God are very long. So um, on those times, we're going to go about 30 minutes. But my goal is, is, to, is to keep it to 5 to 20 minutes so that you get some quality time hearing the Word of God, inputting it in, and then, it, then I'm going to help you to understand what Scripture says rightly in context and, and in light of what the church has taught. So um, the second and, the, and probably the last reason that I want to say here is I want to encourage you that Bible reading is a delight. 
we in the word of God, God has chosen to specifically reveal himself in the word of God. There's that means that there's no other way to know God other than as he's revealed himself in the word. There's no other way to know the Lord, to know his character, to know his attributes, to know the person and work of Christ, to to know how he's worked in the lives of real and ordinary people in extraordinary ways for the honor and glory of God and even how he's used people. And so we learn all of this in the word of God. But but scripture not only helps us to understand uh, the, the doctrine of God, who God is and what he's like and the personal work of Christ, our, our sin and about humanity. It helps us to understand uh, how, how God sees his world. And what that does is it, it helps us to have a biblical worldview. And what this helps us to do, a biblical worldview does, is it helps us then to see the world through a biblical lens. And that is absolutely critical. And so that's why I want you this year to join me on the Reading the Bible Daily with Dave podcast. I want you to get into your Bible, to delight in the, in the Lord who has revealed himself in his word so that you can get to know the Lord better. And even if you're a seasoned Christian and you've been doing this many years like, like myself, every year I, I find myself reflecting more and more on passages. They, they stand up. There's, there's a lot in Scripture. And so we're always to be taking a posture of placing our lives more and more under the authority and the clarity and the sufficiency of the Word of God because this is what the Word of God is what the Holy Spirit uses in our life to convict us and to teach us and to train us in the righteous way in which we're to go, which is to point us to Christ and to help us to grow and to be equipped to serve Him wherever He has placed us for the honor and glory of God. So I hope that you'll join me on the Reading the Bible Daily with Dave podcast for 5 to 20 minutes or 30 minutes, and I hope that you'll dig into the Word of God uh, and that you'll grow personally so that you can be an effective instrument, an effective servant, a bond servant of Christ, wherever the Lord has placed you for the honor and glory of God. Well, I want to thank you for joining me on this opening episode of 2024 of the Servants of Grace Theology segment. Until next week, may God bless you and keep you. Thank you for listening to the Servants of Grace podcast today. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, leave a rating on the app, and share our episode with your friends and family. If you'd like to, you can follow us on Instagram at Servants of Grace, on Twitter at Servants of Grace, or by searching Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this podcast on the front page of our website at servantsofgrace.org.